Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my co-host, teammate, and the head coach of Canacuck Camps, Joe White. Yeah, Shay, uh, this adventure that we're taking uh, together on how to encourage our friends, our roommates, our apartment-dwelling buddies, um, our spouse, our children, um, how to fill that bucket or how to fill their cup, how to help them with their own emotional peace and happiness has been a great adventure. And um, just hope and pray that it's a great adventure for you. That's right. Today, we continue our podcast series, The Cry of the Heart. And to start, Joe, I want to review the sacred compartments that you put together as a part of this series. There's 10 sacred compartments in every heart. Um, One is acceptance, intimacy, purpose, affirmation, honor, understanding, emotional validation, protection, grace, and discipline. And today, specifically, we're talking about honor. And Joe, when when you bring up that topic, I cannot help but think of Matt Houston. Matt Houston is one of our executive directors. He's been a staple over at K1 for many years now. But Matt Houston and his wife, Melissa, as well, they are constantly talking about honoring people. I believe that honor is the lens that Matt Houston sees through. He makes decisions um, and the way that he treats people. And I had uh, six years over at K1 working side by side with him, and he just had a heavy influence on me and what it means to honor people. And so I want to throw that shout out to the Houston family as we open up this conversation today. Yeah, truly. It's what makes uh, Matt and Melissa such great leaders Uh, And and Shay, I want to give credit where credit's due. Much of what we've been talking about in these podcasts uh, is uh, just years of exposure to some uh, wonderful men and women uh, in my life who've taught me these things. Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf, um, the brilliant psychologist, Dr. Gary Smalley, uh, dear friend for 20 years or so. Dr. Howard Hendricks and uh, J. David Stone and his great uh, teaching on friend-to-friend counseling. And so we didn't invent all, all these ideas like every other good idea. They've come down the pike from others through the years. But the gift of honor um, really, for me at least, came down the pipe more through Gary Smalley Uh, than anyone else. I was able to spend 20 or so quality years with this dear man who at one time, not so long ago, was the guru of of marriage relationship building uh, across the country and around the world with many, many books and and, uh, podcasts and uh, TV time. And and he worked with a guy named John Trent in, in, in publishing a book, The Gift of Honor. And from that book and being around Dr. Smalley for so long, um, you know, I gained a lot of my understanding and working with uh, students. But it, it be, it, it be, uh, giving the gift of honor begins 
with, as Gary said, placing high value, placing extremely high value on the person that you love. When it was time for engagement with my wife, uh, nobody had any money in those days. And uh, my grandmother had handed down a diamond uh, through the years, uh, through our family. And my mom decided that she wanted me to use the diamond in Debbie Joe's engagement ring. Well, we had the diamond appraised for $25. It was old and broken and A fragile. $25 diamond. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> it was a doozy. A good one. And, and so when we were engaged, my brother was a dentist. And so we went to his lab and we took some uh, dental gold uh, and and built this little ring together, together and put awesome. my grandma's diamond on it. And so it's not worth very much. Uh, on our 10th anniversary, I tried to replace it with a, you know, a bit more valuable of a gem. And Debbie Joe was like, you kidding me? First of all, Debbie Joe's not enamored by stuff. Uh, but uh, but she, there's no way. She said, "This, you know, it's your grandmother's ring. I don't want another diamond to replace your grandmother's ring. So she had placed extremely high value on the ring. And even mm -hmm. though the jeweler didn't think it was very valuable to her, it was the most valuable stone in the world. It was grandma's diamond. And that that's that's the way a good parent or a good friend or a good spouse will treat someone else with honor to place extremely high value. Uh, Jonas Clark would say to honor somebody is to be grateful for that person, to show respect, to celebrate that person. And then Gary Smalley would, would emphasize that thought by saying, uh, if if you will build a cherish list and write down all the things about that spouse or that child or that friend that you appreciate, Debbie Joe and I early in our marriage to to make a list of ten, ten things that we really really admired about the other person, and he said carry it with you, put it in your put it in your billfold, put it in your purse, put it somewhere where you'll notice it often. And then he said, whenever you are in conflict of any kind, and certainly we know that in family, we're always stepping on each other's toes, except in my family, of course, Shay, I don't step on people's toes no, anymore. No, you don't, fortunately I don't have any feet, so, and no one can step on my toes. It's good, good thing, uh, not to have feet. <laughs> but uh, in family, we're stepping on each other's toes. <laughs> so to speak. But but when we do, he said, go to the cherish list and and remind yourself of all the things you appreciate about that person that's important to you. And when you do, whatever little mediocre little offense that's been given by something that was said or something was done, uh, the cherish list will bring the honor out in you for that person. Conversely, on the other hand, to dishonor and talk about two steps forward, three steps back. To dishonor somebody means to disrespect that child or that spouse or friend. To insult, especially publicly. Uh, don't ever do that. Uh, to put down that person. A relationship cannot thrive. It just cannot go anywhere where there's dishonor being exhibited by the person you love. Joe, this topic could not be more important. I want to circle back to that ring. I mean, that $25 ring by today's standards is a throwaway. 
And yet to your family, it means so much as it should. And that's what our world does with everything. Everything's a throwaway. As soon as you figuratively step on someone's toes, you offend somebody, you say the wrong thing, you make a mistake. It's like, it's like a viral throwaway world. And it's just so sad. And the antidote for that is honor. Tell us more. Yeah, you know, Jesus said, do the little things well. Luke 16, 10. That's basically the theme. Do, do little things well. And if you do the little things well, then I'll make you responsible for bigger things. And so it is with honor. Honoring as you listen. We talk a lot about listening on this podcast. It's amazing the gift of open ears. It's just amazing as you parent, as you marry, as you befriend just by closing the mouth and opening the ears and not dishonoring by your response. You know, that, that whole, I'm going to make you eat your words when someone says something that you don't agree with. <laughs> Criticizing, critiquing, correcting, reprimanding. You know, a, a kid says, I'm sorry. And, and the parent responds, you ought, you ought to be sorry. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You dunce, you idiot, you fool. Let me tell you something. That's about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's called dishonor. And that will kick over the beehive, as Dale Carnegie said. Honor begins with placing value in what your child, your friend, your spouse says. And you place value. Now, this may sound like a little thing, but it is a huge thing. You place value by first responding, boy, I like it when you say that. I, oh, I can, I, can see the, I can see the wisdom there. Well, I love it when you point that out. Or, or just even, even clarifying brings honor to a statement from a child or spouse or friend. Uh, what, what do you mean by blank when you say, tell me more about that? That sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to I'd love to know more about that. And, and then and then when you when you ask or value uh, your child or spouse or friend's opinion, uh, when, when they give an opinion and you and you and you find something in that opinion that you can tag team, that you can hitchhike on. Just it's finding something positive about what's being said. And and sometimes as a parent, sometimes it's like a flashlight in a dark cave. Sometimes your kid is all over the place, uh, especially, you know, junior high. He's 13, 14. Good nights like parenting a roller coaster. It's just so up and down every day. It's crazy how it changes so fast. But 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 when you find something of value in that statement or behavior. And then you underline that. You can ask questions like to a child, I've got a little problem here. What would you do if you were me? What do you think we should do here? What choice do you think we could make that would, that would give us the best results in five years? Describe that to me. You know, that's great input. I'll pray about that. Let's get back together and talk about that more. Joe, I'm over here scribbling down notes as you talk. Honor is simply a response to value. And my mind goes straight to Genesis where the Imago Dei was established. In the creation story, 
man was created in the image of God. And at that time, man was given intrinsic value by the creator. And honor is just simply agreeing with God. And if we were to view people through that lens, to speak to people through that lens, to treat people through that lens, the only response we have is to hold them in high value and to honor them. Hey listeners, Shay Robbins here. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd like to personally ask you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. With your help, we can continue to reach more listeners. We're excited to hear from you. Please send questions to our team for a special audience Q&A recording in the future. Additionally, we're also interested to hear your suggestions for guests and topics. Send your questions and suggestions to podcast at canacuck.com. And now, back to the show. So Joe is a father of four kids and a grandfather of, is it 15 now? (laughs) I think so. Yeah. How do you show honor when your child, spouse, friend disappoints you or is going through a difficult stage in life? Shay, it's it's such a great and appropriate question. And really, when that happens, when someone disappoints you that you love, in the case of a child or spouse or friend, uh, it's really a great test of your heart. That's right. It's easy to love when somebody hands you an ice cream cone, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. When it melts all over you, this is a different story. But but the test for you as a listener to, you know, something that you're not really thankful they said to you is, do you really honor well? Or is it all about you? Uh, You know, to honor doesn't mean to agree with flawed ideas, bad ideas or bad behavior in your child, spouse, or friend, but it does mean that the flawed idea or the flawed word or behavior does not exceed their value as your loved one. Your value of that person, like the little $25 ring, is so great, and you express it as often as you can, by the way you treat that person, the way you list that person, the way you uh, speak words of uh, honor to that person. And, and so when something does happen that's disappointing, then they know way down deep, my dad is proud to be my dad. My mom is proud to be my mom. My friend is really proud to be my friend. My spouse just absolutely adores me. And I'm the most valuable person in that person's life other than God. I think we've spoken before on this podcast about, uh, you know, one of my children. I were going through a, a real tough a tough phase, I guess. It lasted three years or so. I don't know. Uh, but every night when I get a chance to tuck this child in bed, I would always walk out of his room and say, you know what? I love you, and I'm proud to be your dad. And he knew I meant it. You know, there might be turmoil in the house, but it was so important that the last words he heard before he went to sleep were, I love you, and I'm proud to be your dad. Honor prevails in a home. Joe, I want to give you a couple practical questions so that you can coach us in this. What about the person who, you know, didn't get that growing up from their parents So question one there. And then the follow-up is, how does the Lord then move in and fill that need for feeling valued 
that all of us long for. Shay, you know, you can teach an old dog new tricks if the dog is highly motivated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so if if you grew up without, you know, feeling honored, or you encounter a spouse or a friend that grows up without that cup being filled by his parents or her parents, if you really want to, God can fill that cup. Mm. But you got to let him. And here we go again, M&Ms. Here we go again. Same song, 14th verse, memorizing and meditating on God's Word and accepting and believing God's words to be true. I love John 15, 13. No greater love as any man, Jesus said, on the night of his crucifixion, just before he was just literally taken apart limb from limb, he said to his friends, uh, you are my friends. You're not my slaves. You're my friends, and I'm going to show it to you because I'm going to go out there and lay down my life for you. Well, he wasn't just talking to them. He was talking to you if your cup of honor has not been filled well. And then I adore uh, Romans chapter 8. If you're going to memorize a chapter, go after this one first. Uh, a couple of my high school students that I'm uh, mentoring right now um, kind of hit the skids a little bit in their faith. And I, I just asked them in the next uh, 36 days to, to, to take one verse out of Romans chapter 8 and to write it down and then to write down on a piece of paper what that verse said to them. It wasn't within six or seven days that those young men were back on track. They were they were charged up. They were motivated. Their walk with Christ was going again just in that one chapter. But the 32nd verse of Romans 8 is just awesome, where Paul says, Hey, he, God, who did not spare his own son, Jesus, but freely delivered him up for us all, how will he not freely also with him give us all things? If he gave up his child, certainly he's going to give you honor. Certainly he's going to give you love. Certainly he's going to be there when you need him the most. And so Philippians 4.8 says, focus on these things. If that's what God's saying to you, I treasure you, I love you, I honor you, I respect you, I believe in you, then Focus on that. I think my buddy Richard Beach, this dear wise friend of mine, used to say that 80-something percent of self-talk is negative. I don't know where he got that study. But whatever that percent is, most of the time we cut ourselves down. That's just the nature of man in our flesh. But if we focus on whatever's true and whatever's right and whatever's pure, Philippians 4, 8 says, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's anything excellent, anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. And so if we dwell on God's astounding, amazing love, the gift of honor he gives us by laying down his life for us, then, Shay, that cup, even though it may be empty before this podcast, certainly can grow in its fullness tomorrow. Joe, I'm going to tee you up for one last exhortation. What is it like to be around people who are honoring? Well, you talked about Matt Houston. Um, I have a friend uh, named Stephen Barnes 
And every time you walk away from a conversation with Stephen, you just feel you just feel good. Hmm. <laughs> you just feel good inside. As, as some child said, you feel good all over. Um, I have countless folks like that in my life. And it's, I mean, it's just the greatest thing in the world. It's just the greatest thing in the world, especially by your parents or by your spouse or by your best buddy when that person um, speaks honor over you on a regular basis. In the words of Piper June Robbins, all the way from preschool at the First Presbyterian, she says, when you fill up someone else's bucket, yours gets filled up too. (laughs) And that's the way we'll leave it. We want to thank you for sharing your time with us today. We hope today's conversation serves to fuel your on-third approach to faith, family, and friendships. And with that, I'd love to pray for you. Oh, Lord, I pray that we would be an honoring people. There is so much hurt out there, so many wounds being inflicted. And I just want to pray that you'd raise up your people to be honoring, to see others as highly valuable and to agree with you and how you feel about them, Lord. And so we pray that you'd help us with that today. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com. Mm-hmm.